Welcome to episode 26 of the Patient Safety Podcast. This series is brought to you with the support of W21C in the Faculty of Medicine at the University of Calgary. In this episode, we are joined by Dr. Deborah White, a clinically trained nurse and senior researcher in the faculties of nursing and medicine at the University of Calgary. She is also the Associate Dean of Research for the Faculty of Nursing here in Calgary and has spearheaded a number of large-scale studies looking at engagement in healthcare. Deb and her research team are actively involved in a number of funded patient safety initiatives. Her research interests include healthcare workforce capability and development, structures and processes in the work and learning environment, and organizational practices and culture. As with all of our episodes, more information about Deborah and links to any references mentioned are available on our website at www.patientsafetypodcast.com. And now, to discuss the importance of leadership in quality and safety, here is Dr. Deborah White. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about leading for quality and safety in healthcare systems. There isn't one institution in Canada that doesn't want a safe system and to have quality within their health care organization. That means that they have a safe system, so they're trying to avoid adverse events or trying to diminish those. It also means that you have quality in terms of timeliness of delivery of care, that it's patient-centered, that it's effective, that it's efficient. And so those are some of the things that every organization is looking for and trying to improve upon. What's that mean in terms of the requirements? For me and from my learnings, from my research, it's about leadership. And it's about the leaders that we have. It's about the leaders that we have in the boardroom. It's about the leaders that we have at the CEO level, the director level, the unit manager level on all our units or directors in the community setting. It's about our clinicians. So that leadership at every level is absolutely key to making a safe system and to having a quality system. So what does a leadership need? From my perspective and from my research, what I've heard is a skill set. A skill set that knows how to build a team around them that have the expertise to have this vision that you want in terms of quality and the indicators that you set out as an institution. It means that you also have the ability to relate and engage people and have them excited about your vision and to be part of creating that vision. That's absolutely key. So in order to do that, we need data that actually says we're either doing a really good job or that we need some improvement. And when you need data, that creates the sense of urgency to get the data and to have the data so that you can show clinicians, patients, and community that you are trying to achieve better outcomes for them and for the system. So that naturally needs a system that provides data and that is a system that has strong information technology, has data repositories that we can build on that captures indicators of quality, of safety. 
Patient safety becomes hard to define other than our typical definitions, but we are looking for many of those indicators. So we, we need a very strong infrastructure to support that. So the infrastructure becomes the people, becomes the technology, and it becomes the data systems. What you want to do with that is create a sense of urgency for change. You have to have at the local level on the units, uh, whether it be in the community or in our patient care units in the hospital, a patient care manager that has uh, a vision for quality on their unit that is very much in favor of continuous quality improvement. So looking at the day-to-day -day events and thinking about how do we deliver our care better for our patients and families. It also requires the clinical leader to be thinking about that and having somebody take a role in terms of champion that. Those are tough times to, to make those decisions in terms of uh, in the everyday work environment when work is going on. So it also requires the manager to prioritize the particular initiative they want to take on. If I was looking at a unit level, it would be maybe not every day, but at least that you have maybe every second week you identify what is one of the quality issues facing our patients here in terms of our care delivery. I think that's one thing that could change your practice. I think the things that will change the practice of the future that I didn't mention earlier is the education that we do with the new providers. And so if we come with a quality lens of looking at what does quality mean and to, to actually help our frontline providers learn about improvement, then I think that they will naturally, it will become a way of of thinking, a way of being. And so I think if we could do that and look at um, how to support people in, in getting those uh, workshops, I think that would be something that, that could happen. But at the education level, those are some of the things that we're doing. We're already teaching them around what is our master's program, is looking at quality improvement projects and looking at how to develop project charters what does quality improvement mean? What does quality improvement research look like? So that can change the future if we begin to educate people that way. What it requires from the system, though, is a system that supports that patient care manager. So if I want to make a change today on the unit, then I need some help from quality improvement teams or departments to help me build a charter to look at how I can make that change, where would I get the data, help me interpret that. So it requires a bigger system of resources to support me. That brings me to another point in that when organizations are trying to move their quality agenda forward, it also remains important in an environment that is continually asking you for change to have focus. And so as CEOs, as directors, as leaders at a senior level, you have to look at the alignment of the initiatives that come throughout the organization. How do things from the front line align with the overall strategic priorities of the organization? And how do we build in the resources and the accountability and responsibilities throughout the organization to make that happen? So that's absolutely key in terms of, of having things move along. So resources, infrastructure, people to evaluate, to monitor. There's no point in going ahead with initiative. You can't actually begin to see the outcomes unless you measure it. So if we don't have the ability to measure it, we need to be thinking about how do we measure it? Can we create a system where we can measure and evaluate and say, did this make a difference? Because then you go back, you re-engage, 
the people that are actually implementing a quality initiative and saying, this is where we are at. If we haven't got where we had intended to, why do you think that might be? So then they are continually in that process of improvement. I've had the fortune to actually interview senior leaders and team leaders of quality and safety teams across Canada. And I would say what I've said today very much echoed in the data of the 89 interviews that we had with them. It was about leadership, it was about the skill set, it was about the vision that they had, the ability to collectively build a vision, but to have a vision, to get out of people's way, to let them do the work at the front line, to create a team that's going to get it done, to create a culture that is appreciative of quality, that permits that, and to have the human and uh, structural infrastructures to support that. We need to look at structures province-wide. They could be quality and safety teams in organizations. Accreditation teams are quality and safety teams. Those are mechanisms, and in fact, when we did the quality and safety team study, a lot of the teams were, had evolved out of those teams. So they've been involved in initiatives like Safer Healthcare Now, Accreditation Canada. Usually when accreditation happens, they, you know, you get ready for accreditation, then they go away in the end. But these, these have evolved. So actually, I believe that accreditation, it's actually created a bit more of a culture for quality. So when I think about it, I mean, those are, I mean, those are some things where you see teams arrive out of those initiatives. You see you know, teams arrive out of Accreditation Canada. Those are two examples. But I think looking at those mechanisms, but also thinking about Trillium. They have what's called trigger teams. And so what it is, is it's exactly that. You know, something's happening. We're getting these people back all the time. We're saying the same people. We're discharging within 30 days, they're coming back. Is it really their diagnoses? What is it that they're coming back for? So they began to look at what were they? Well, they didn't know their medications properly. They didn't know when to seek out the doctor. So it had actually nothing. They were coming back for some things that actually didn't need to come back for. So they they look at those things. They say, you know, what is what is a, the the most confronting quality issue that we're faced with? I mean, the majority of nurses would say not enough people. I would say maybe not enough people are doing the right things. But I think it, it really is looking at the structures and the processes that support it. So whether it be a patient care manager, whether, you know, they used to have uh, in Trillium is how do you acknowledge, like if you've got quality and safety teams in your organization, then how are you acknowledging the quality work that's going on? So at Trillium, what they did is they actually had a quality day. Whether it be SCNs, whether it be accreditation teams, how are people celebrating? That came out in our data around culture and engagement. Celebrating the learnings, celebrating the successes, but celebrating the challenges because you learned from them. So that, that's really, really important. So people aren't acknowledged for that. So having those quality circles, having those quality days where you celebrate some of the initiatives that you've started, and they can be, 
you know, just getting a team together to do something is a celebration. And I mean, that's what a good leader does. A good leader celebrates at various times. So they have to have the skill around change and change management and how to introduce that change. Those are really, really important skills mm -hmm. for a leader to have in that, you know, when you're at the front line and somebody says you're going to implement one more thing, right? So you have to be conscious of change fatigue. A good leader can do that. A good leader leads, manages, and coaches. So I think if they can develop those skills, and we, if we develop those skills at all levels, then we'll have better leaders in the end that, that are naturally going to foster a quality system. When the the organizational change happens in your organization with leaders changing, that impacts. When your provincial system changes, that impacts. So you can't assess quality just based on the indicators. You have to look at the context that, in which it's happening. So I think if I was to give some advice of organizations that are moving ahead, those would be some of the key things. Look at the leaders. Look at your champions. Have a very clear vision people want to be a collective part of that, you need to have followers, you need to have doers, uh, and then to have the infrastructure that can support them in their everyday work is key. I think that would be it. That was Dr. Deborah White discussing the importance of leadership in creating high-quality healthcare systems. Again, please visit patientsafetypodcast.com to find materials referenced in this episode. You can find all of our episodes for download there or from w21c.org or you can subscribe to the series for free from iTunes. Remember, we'd love to hear from you, so please email your feedback, comments, or suggestions for our series to w21c.edu at ucalgary.ca. Thanks for listening. <laughs>